What's up, everybody? Matt Fulcheron here, host of the Full Charge Power Hour, and the song that you're listening to. Uh, Jesus, what is this song called? It's on the album Voided by Sean Sleeps Naked, and it's called Queen of the Roses. Uh, but you're going to want to buy the whole album. That shit is off the hook. A lot of albums, uh, a lot of copies have been returned for just having the sound of a dial tone. Because the shit is off the hook. Anybody? Anybody like my old material that I'm famous for? That I'm no longer into? Get that on uh, iTunes. Get that wherever you buy music. Get it. Don't, Don't be a pussy and go on Spotify. Buy it. Support the sponsors of this show. All right, we're barely in business, and we need these people. Rate and review us on iTunes. Post links. Tell a friend. Spread it around the uh, around the office like gossip. All right. Did you hear Sharon went to the the health clinic on her lunch break? No. Fucking full charge power hour. Best podcast around. This is the part of the job I hate. My stand-up CD on iTunes. You can buy that. Keep me in business. Support. 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 Limited edition t-shirts at thefullcharge.com. Uh, advertise your business. Email me, matt at thefullcharge.com. Donate. If you just want to straight up donate, like, fuck all this bullshit. I don't like your stand-up. I don't want your album. It'd be so great if you didn't like my stand-up, but you still like the podcast. And don't write me and tell me. Fuck if I need criticism along with this fucking this career. Uh, I'm going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Miramar Theater on April 25th. And I'm going to be at Chicago, Illinois at the Hi-Hat on April 26th. I'm going to be in Philadelphia at uh wait for it kind of just started talking on the mic before i was prepared for this so just wait for it but i'm gonna be in philadelphia god damn it at it's a place called pub web and i'm gonna have the link on my website by the time you hear this it's in philadelphia pennsylvania pub web the full charge coming to your town I know we got a list, a lot of listeners out there, so come on through. We're gonna do your rights, and um, Jesus Christ, I shouldn't put music behind this because now I can't edit it. And I got to, oh yeah, I gotta get to my advertisement. <sighs> Thanks for bearing with me, folks. Still chilling at a hotel in Florida. Here we go. <clears throat> Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. Uh, all details, and that's on uh, May 28th. Coming to the East Coast, yo. Where I was born and raised. And don't forget the full charge dog bark ringtone on iTunes. I don't. I don't even know if that's anywhere else. I went through this weird website. I'll try to find it. I don't know. Could I be any worse of a businessman? Um. Let's see. I could be worse of a businessman. I couldn't be worse of my own sound guy. I do my own goddamn sound. When you listen to this, it's just full charge work in the mixer. So...
Uh, our big advertiser for the full charge power hour is um, Nicholas Ranallo. Uh He has a law office. Um, and as we mentioned in the last couple episodes, Nick has a new pet project, Fighting Nuisance Telephone Calls. As we told you, it's generally illegal for businesses, advertisers, debt collectors, or anyone else to call your cell phone using either an automated dialing machine or any pre-recorded message. Text messages to your phone can violate the law as well, and as uh, and a consumer can recover five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars per call or text that violates the act. So, if you are being violated. Chances are it's happening more than once, and you can really cash in on this. If, if you give Nicholas a call, 831-703-4011, uh, if you've received any of these calls. And you know you have. Everybody has. So this is kind of something everybody should do. Uh, in addition, Nick also does a wide range of other work, including copyright, trademarks, website terms and conditions, and many other things that might be helpful to individuals or small businesses. Nick has experience in both federal and state court, and he was recently featured in the American Bar Association Journal for his work defendant nuisance copyright suits. I think he's saying uh, for his work defending nuisance copyright suits, but I could just be that ignorant and not understand the sentence. But the point is he's uh, he's been decorated like a soldier and he's very good at what he does. <clears throat> if you need any support of legal work done and would like to support a sponsor of the Full Charge Power Hour, please contact Nick either by email, nick at com, and that's spelled R-A-N-A-L-L-O, lawoffice.com, uh, or by telephone 831-703-4011. Visit RanalloLawOffice.com for more information. Again, that's R-A-N-A-L-L-O, LawOffice.com. And as we've mentioned before, Nick is licensed to practice in law in New York and California and is likely limited to helping people in those states. Now, check out the Full Charge Power Hour. This is a trip. We got Maddie Bellick and Franco Harris, who are some local comics in South Florida, who are fast- Becoming my friends fastly, fast, I don't know. What do I know? But uh, I love these guys, and they're a trip, and they're young comics out of Florida, and you're going to get a kick out of them. In <laughs> I won't give it away, but it gets nuts. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, look, welcome to the Full Charge Power Hour. I'm here with the two biggest clowns in fucking South Florida, Matt Bellick. Hey, hey. And Franco Harris. Franco Harris, right? How you doing? Yeah. You get all that right? That's correct. These guys are fast becoming my friends. I didn't know these motherfuckers a year ago, and now I've seen you guys, what, like five times I've hung out with you guys in it's, the last year? Yeah, about five times. You're always coming. This is like, like you said, you're like, this is your new your new. This home. is my home away from home. I was here in January. Right? I stayed at your house in January. Yeah. It was uh, January, yeah. I was here in West Palm in February, and now, well, I guess I wasn't here in March, but now I'm here in April. Yeah. Uh, Franco is notoriously the legendary man who picked me up at the airport 
and uh, pulled out an iPad and watched a soccer game while he was driving a car. It was the World Cup. It was really important, okay? I almost killed him like no, four you times. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't really come close to killing me. I was just like, oh, man, if I die and I don't say something, it's my fault. <laughs> and then I went to – this is all from an episode in, in July. Me and Claude Stewart talked about all this stuff. But I went to Maddie's house and uh, that was just – during the show, it was just like cracking on your house. Well, I mean, that you were nice enough to let me stay. There at. was a lot of material. I mean, uh, well, because mostly because you didn't have a door. The door, There's and no mostly because you guys were like smoking stacks of weed and drinking cases of beer, and then driving me to the show. Well, I was I was passenger <laughs> as well, but yeah, I mean, I put my life in Franco's hands all the time. Just, and then Franco was singing songs. <laughs> he was so drunk, he was singing songs. A tiny dance, <laughs> and it's just like it's amazing how Catholic and religious you can get. In such a short car ride, <laughs> I got to, I got to know my my per- Lord and personal Savior. Frank. But what, I, what the reason why I bring it up because I got to the show and I started bagging on Maddie's house because you didn't have a door in the bathroom, and uh, and like I didn't realize I was bagging on half the audience because your brother and sister were there. And that's yeah, that was half the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and nope. so your sister's just screaming at me, "It's my house too!" And I didn't realize your sister was there. <laughs> well, we're. I don't know. At one point, I debated actually putting beads up. Yeah, but then I was like, "Nah, why it, not?" It's still on, it's on one hinge right now. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Beads are a little. Oh, much. so you got it up on one hinge? That's actually a good thing. The problem is, yeah, it gets on. It, I don't know. I want to. Oh yeah, I know what I wanted to talk to you about. There's one thing you always bring up whenever we hang out. Do you want a beer? You need a beer. I got you myself. Got, one. Oh, got I beer. got a beer here. Franco's got his. Uh, his Vino. This is what's great about stand-up comedy. Where else can 20, two 26-year-old dudes come hang out with a 40-year-old in a fucking shady-ass fucking hotel room? Now, how ghetto is Skeevy this area? neighborhood. Skeevy neighborhood. <laughs> you guys, did you park in the parking lot? Yes, we parked okay. in the parking lot. Or I parked in the parking lot. This shit gets... This is, this is the total example of gentrification, all right? This area gets so fucking shady after the goddamn... Uh, the, the, the sun goes down. Everybody on the street looks shady as shit. There's always at least two cops with their sirens on at all times. This is only, I swear to God, this is only five to ten miles where I stayed all week, which is like a very nice area. Uh, and now it's shady as fuck. Now, if you walk a mile down the street, you're chilling, um, in like a very nice area. It's even, I think it's called downtown Hollywood. And there's all these like yuppie restaurants with yuppies eating at the restaurant. It's, it's like this is this this area has been shit for decades now. Admit it. It's all it's always been yeah. bad. It's it's shit. It's it's weird because Flor- South Florida, as you know, I mean, I've never been here. You would know, but it's weird because it is one of those places where you could be in the worst neighborhood, and then you go two miles away, you're on the beach. There's yeah. Lamborghinis everywhere. That's called America. <laughs> the closer you get to the beach, the more titties are out, the more rich people there are. But then just like you know how people are always um, people. You know how NWA. Guys, you know how NWA is always rapping about straight out of Compton and all that shit? You know how close Compton is to a nice area? It's right next to her. It's right next to Hermosa Beach and Redondo Beach and all these like million, two million, five million dollar homes. That's how it works. It's, There's usually you just cross one it's street. It's like that by water too a lot. Because that's what I'm saying. Like California, <laughs> Florida, when you're near water like that, you find – because everybody goes to the beach, man. Rich and poor. 
So there's just, it's just a melting pot. This is true. Now, you always bring something up oh, yeah. whenever that? we hang out, which is I predicted an entire evening one time. The best of it. Full charge of Damas. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I'm like the stand-up comedy wizard, right? Because we we did a show. It was a really good show. It was Matt, me, and Burt Kreischer. And it was a show where everyone kind of killed it. The audience obviously had a good time. And this group of people came up to us. It was like a really hot chick, like a douchey hot. frat dude. She was so drunk too. I should have known. This this dude with a big face that looked kind of like a cartoon character, and like maybe some <laughs> some some pocket change. The maybe there's some other people around. He looked like a less deformed Rocky Dennis. The he one, looked the one that we really. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it looked like. He had like a really big head and like a really solid set of teeth, which someone later told me he had a lot of work done on his grill. Dead eyes too. Yeah. There was nothing in there. So he immediately, so the chick, the, all right, here's how it goes. This is before you get there. I happen to run into these, this group, this Motley crew, and the douchey guy's <laughs> like, we need to hang out, man. He's like, we need to hang out. We're going to be right over here. And I go, all right. Yeah, cool. Like in my head going, I'm not hanging out with these people at all because, uh, well, he's trying to pimp out the girl to get us to hang with them. He's I like, she that. really likes you. That, she wants dude. to fuck you. <laughs> And I was like, I don't think but so. She was, she was like along. really. She was playing. She was playing along, but there was something that turned me off about it. She was like really obnoxious or something. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe it was that this dude, this Charlie Brown looking <laughs> motherfucker, yes. is just like he's like you weren't that funny, man. He goes, you were pretty good, but you weren't that funny or something like that. It was a backhanded compliment. There was a compliment, and then there was a you're not that funny. Yeah, I'm funnier than you. Something to that realm. Now, in this day and age, so what? Yeah, like I can take the fucking diss. I can take the insult. I know what happened in there. Uh, but I'm like, that's the end of hanging out with these people. Then they got their fucking claws in you, did they not? They, yeah, I was Take outside. me through this because I don't think I was with you. I'm outside having a cigarette and uh, and they see me out there and then they're like, the same thing. They come up to me. They're playing the whole thing. <laughs> they're fan- like, let's try this guy. Dude, they're fanboying me up, dude. And they uh, they just see me. I'm a roll. I'm ready to be buttered. I'm taking it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm hilarious. That was great. At this point, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I mean, I just hit three years. So this is yeah. about a year ago. And then you were probably just starting to get in that zone where you're doing professional shows. Yeah, it was, it was new you're, to me. You're just like where you've always wanted to be, Maybe really. Maybe my fifth weekend. Yeah, it was all surreal. And when you first start out, uh, half the allure is just fucking getting laid and hanging out and partying and stuff. I just keep waiting for this to pay off with chicks. It's not happening yet. <laughs> you know, it gets you more attention than you think. Uh, yeah, it probably does. I mean, it gets you more attention than if you just show up to the fucking club. Say you go to the Hard Rock Casino on Saturday night. Yeah. And you didn't do comedy. Nobody. I'd just be a guy in a flannel, dude. <laughs> would mean nothing. You wouldn't even be cool enough to hang out there. I'd have no face. But dude. now you're one of the coolest people. I see girls walking up to you all the time. Were we not hanging out with chicks on Thursday night? We were. I just don't know how to handle it always. Oh, just don't say anything and wait to fucking get laid. Shut, yeah. Just keep your mouth shut and don't fuck it up for yourself. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is keep talking. What you want to do is ask them questions. Am I a Mac? No, I'm old. Just keep asking them questions yeah. <laughs> and let them talk. They like to talk. I don't know, man. So you're hanging out with these people, well, and what up, do they say to you? They basically, they because I'll tell you what you said to me when you came back in. So tell went, me what they said. Yeah, to you. it went it went from it went from being about me to being about you pretty quickly. Oh, did it? Oh yeah, they were like, oh hey, we like you, blah blah. blah. And uh, one of the guys was talking about how he's a manager, or he used to be a manager <laughs> at that blue martini place, and he's gonna get us a bottle. And he keeps talking about <clears throat> this restaurant that we are really in at already. It's yeah. in the same complex yeah it's right across so like all we have to do is say to the improv management hey we want to go drink at this 
blue martini. It's done. And they're like, yeah, walk yeah. across the fucking patio. Yeah. But he was hyping it up. And I don't know, man. I didn't know too much better. But <clears throat> so I go inside and that's when I grabbed you. And I'm like, these guys, because, well, that was the it, debate. They really just wanted to get a picture with you or some jazz. I think I got a picture with you. You did. Yeah. They're like, get him out here. And, because we uh, kept cropping me out of it and sending that picture back and forth. Like, hey, look at these dicks. That guy. So, <laughs> so, 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 so what do they say to you? Exactly. They're like, you. we want to hang out with you guys tonight. They wanted to party. They're like, we want to party with you guys. Okay. The one kid was ready to give me $100 mm-hmm. to buy drinks. Right. Which he did. Okay. And so that is – I don't know if I explained that to you that night, but I'm sure I've explained well, it to you guys since. Never let anyone buy you a drink. As I learned in South Miami myself or South Florida myself, Bobby Slayton said, never let anyone buy you a drink. They want to talk to you all fucking night <laughs> long. And for the past 10 years, I know whenever someone I let someone buy me a drink – that it's curtains from me. Because they will not walk away from you and you don't feel like you can walk away from them. What you told me you were like in their mind they're buying your time. It's to just, a degree. You it's know? the way they feel for some and reason. It's, yeah, and it's ridiculous. But so so you come back out and you go I go to grab you. You go, Hey, these people really want to hang out with us and I'm like, No shit. I'm trying to sell you one. <laughs> I'm trying to sell you one. I remember that. I'm like, dude, this guy's got a connection to uh, blue. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> what is it? Fucking five percent off drinks. Uh, so he got us that bottle. Okay, that was nice of him. So whatever. I mean, so I'm sitting there, and you go, "These guys really want to hang out with us." I go, "I know." I go, "I don't really want to hang out with them." I'll go and help me out here. Help me remember it exactly right. I go, "I go." Here's what's going to happen. Well, <laughs> I, I want to preface this with: after all this came out of your mouth, I didn't think any of it was going to. Okay, I'm so, like, that's bullshit. So let's try to recap what I said because I don't remember uh, exactly. I, I go, I go. Um, you said this, this guy is going to try to be the funniest guy in the room. Uh-huh. He's going to try to get us to say that he's really funny. That was the one that, and he's going to want to do comedy, and he's going to want to. No, don't get ahead of us. And he yeah. wants to. Um, he wants us to encourage him to be a comedian as well. He yes. wants us to say, "Yes, you're one of us." You, that's exactly how you word it. You said now, this guy's going to be the funny one, and he wants. He's going to want us validation. Validation, one of us. Yeah. The chick, cute as shit, annoying as fuck. Well, you called too drunk. Too drunk, okay, too, too drunk, too, too annoying. Drunk, too annoying. All right, well, that's still workable, but still with the other factors. Well, which was this big, big fucking Mac the knife from the McDonald's commercial. God. This is an old reference. You guys don't get it. Huge, huge fucking moon pie face is gonna insult <laughs> me to the point that I have to fight him. Yep, you said that. So I go, I'm not hanging out. You with You put these a time. In, you say within 30 minutes, this guy's <laughs> gonna try to start a fight with me. And so i as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> We're not going over there, or I'm not going over there. And then Bert rolls up to him. And Bert got sold. And they're like, hey, we want to. He's like, done. Yeah. <laughs> you had whatever me at hey. Whatever you guys want to do, I want to do it too. Bert loves to hang out. He loves to party. And uh, I kind of do too, but I'm just like kind of uptight about like who I hang with. Bert is not. Bert's one. That's why I get to be his opening act. I, I, Bert I, like, I, just likes to hang out with the, anybody that's down to hang out. I remember sitting there and uh, the bottle came out. You weren't shy to grab a drink. Sure. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm going to need yeah. some fucking uh, – yeah. I'm going to need some – what do you call that? I, I just need to ease through this. Dude, we sat there. I need there. something to kill the pain. I remember we were right by that railing. I remember I was sitting right next to you and, and it just slowly but surely everything unfolded. Well, 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 here's the other thing is I – and you were sitting with me half the time. Yeah. You were mingling a little bit, sitting with me half the time and I like really pulled myself away from the group. And everything was going fine because I knew what I was getting into and I knew what I was capable of tolerating. You were sitting by that rail. Yeah. Just observing. And one by one, everybody started coming up to talk to me. Maybe the chick. The chick didn't pay me that much attention. She had many, much more people paying attention to she her. She was. She just had a short attention span. So, so yeah. So she'd sit on this lap, sit on this lap, go mm-hmm. over there, go over there. Fine with me. 
then this uh, I had a girlfriend at the time I forgot about that so uh, right. the That's fucking right. Charlie Cheesehead comes over oh god and he's like I forget help me remember exactly what he was saying and help me remember what I said too Maddie. I just I remember, remember a confrontation I remember exactly he what just said. kept going he just kept going you know you're really not that funny or you're never really not that funny or he kept he kept, kept baiting me you. with I'm funny or be funny right now he kept bringing up funny and implying that I wasn't funny and then I and then what did I say? And uh, keep in mind, I locked in dead in his eyes, and I can't fight worse shit. <laughs> but I'm literally painted into a corner, you're, and I'm trying to shut this down immediately. And I shouldn't have done what I did, but were, I did it. What did I say? You were kind of nodding along as he was just saying this funny <laughs> stuff. He's he's hitting you with the be funny. Uh-huh. You're not funny, uh-huh. and you're nodding along. Uh-huh. And you're kind of watching it. And then he, he, he said something. You said something to the effect of like, you're like, hey, man, listen, you're, you're going to stop talking to me right now. <laughs> and uh, and that's when he called you a dick or something like that. He was like, why do you got to be a dick? Right. And then, and then yeah, and that's when you basically, you told him to shut the fuck up. And I think you said you're going to drop him at one point. I think I did. I think, I think I said, shut him. the fuck up or I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. Which I am incapable of. This guy probably, yeah. <laughs> if I would have stuck could've. my fist in that guy's face, it would it's just like a big cushion. <laughs> like it wouldn't have done any damage at he all. Did have a face like a catcher's mitt. Did he not shut the fuck up after that? Well, then he went right, and then and then he tried to win you back. He was I know. like a sour patch kid. He yeah, was like yeah, sour, yeah. and then he was super sweet. Right. Like right after you said that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, yeah. Well, because then it was like once you said that, it was then it was oh whoa, you're mistaking everything I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. And then he was very well mannered after that. Yeah. Then, funny guy comes up to us. And starts like, ha, 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 joke, joke, joke. And me and you aren't even really laughing. We're just going, good one. This to me good was, one. This to me was even good more, one. this to me was more phenomenal. Okay. Because you called this guy with well, the Well, this is great. Thing. Well, here's what happened. He's like, I'm funny. I'm going to be a comedian. I go, here's how you do it. You go, <laughs> well, there's a, he goes, he goes, how do you do it? He goes, how do you become a comedian? And I go, you go up and you bomb for years and years and years. And then you eventually become funny. No one wants to hear that. They want to hear, I can tell you're funny. And we're going to put you on professional shows immediately. That's what he wanted to hear. Yeah. Because I told him that and he goes, all right, cool. I'm ready to start doing my open mics. Where should I do it? I go, hey, Matt, you run some open mics, right? Matt goes, yeah. I go, I go, can he do your open mic? You go, sure. I go, you're fucking booked, homeboy. You're fucking booked at your first show. Your life's about to change. This guy's and he's crazy. like, what, what day is this? What day, what day is the open mic? Oh, today's Saturday? Oh, well, Tuesday's are kind of bad for me because uh, I'm too busy being unfunny oh. as fuck. <laughs> In my home. Oh my god! So that shut that down. He he did not know what to say after we we handed him his dreams. <laughs> I've never seen you. You gave him the, the it was the it was the typical typical Maddie full charge <laughs> finger snap. You're booked. <laughs> oh, You're booked, motherfucker! Your life's about to change. Welcome to success. Uh, and his face. That's the no best one. way. That usually it takes the open mic to shut the person down. But he was shut down immediately with the opportunity. He didn't even show Nothing up. better than some dickhead's first open mic to let him know, you ain't funny, dude. But you told me that you, you know what you told me. And no offense, I mean it's your first open mic, but still, you told me something that stuck with me. Uh, you were like, dude, it's guys like these that go out, and and it's funny because then I learned a year later when we almost got in that same scenario Thursday. I learned a little bit, but. You're like, people like these, you're going to be the Monday morning quarterback. All they want to do, or you're going to be the Monday morning conversation. You're going to go, yeah. and they're going to say, hey, I got, I bought the comedian guy a bottle, and I was making him laugh all night. And blah, blah, right, because I was, yeah, whatever they say. Yeah, I mean. Whatever they say. Now, they, now we were trying to shut it down on Thursday. Uh, and Frank. Well. I didn't get the hint, apparently. Like, <laughs> well, I'm hold on, at- let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. So we're sitting there selling CDs. 
and uh, and these two girls come up. I, I don't think they were bad looking. They were pretty cute. Oh, they were cute. And yeah. uh, they were worth hanging out with. Yes. But what they were saying was, let's go over to fucking, I don't know, Saigon. <laughs> it was Murphy's, Murphy's Law. <laughs> it was like, it looked like, a, it looked like a jungle. Like shit was just popping off so hard. Like as soon as, even if you do want to hook up, going over there is not the answer because then you're just another guy. You're leaving, you're leaving the fantasy zone that we live in. We're only celebrities within that building. Yes. I never thought of it like that, but that's very true. Like, I'm not going to lie. I learned a lot that night from, you? from what you're about to say and tell the story well, because the, I didn't see what was happening and was until, really- until like the girl picked it up before I did. Like, she was like, she was like, she was like, they're not so, coming so on. I'm like, so wait, wait, wait. No, hold, no, on, no. hold on, hold on. So I'm sitting there with Maddie. Maddie, you get it immediately, right? I'm going, I'm going, no, we're not going to go over there. We're just going to like stay over here. Do we make up some lines? We made, we made up a lie that we had to get paid. It was Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We got to get paid. (laughs) We got to get paid. So we're sticking around here, which is not a dick move because it's like, you're welcome to hang with us. Right. Which honestly, you can have way more. You, you go in, you walk out that door. Everyone's going to swarm these chicks. Their short term memories are obsolete with all this alcohol they're drinking. You're gone or you're just going to be out of your element. It's, it's never a good idea to leave. So no. And I made this mistake when I was a young man, when I was your age, when I was 26, my second row gig was in Albuquerque and I was like, this is all about the party. This is all about the fun. And, uh, these like, these young, like Latino dudes came up to me and they were like, let's go party. I go, let's go fucking party. And we go to this dance club. This is before Uber. (laughs) I didn't have a cell phone. It was like, I got stuck at this bar for like six fucking hours. Now this is a worst, must worst scenario. And maybe some of the rules are old school, but I was like, fuck, Ruined how am night. I going to get out of here? And I just sat there and got drunker and drunker. <laughs> you know when you're drinking past the point you should be and it's not fun? Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, but I got nothing else to do. I already got on the dance floor and danced like an asshole, did the worm and all that shit. Oh my you can only God. do that so many times. <laughs> Charge so, the dance club. <laughs> oh, she should have seen me when I was a young man. I was handsome as fuck, oh. fun-loving party guy. Uh, <laughs> so... I get in the car with these guys and there's some commotion. I forget what, but the driver isn't back in the car yet. He's like, he's like maybe fighting with someone or trying to pick up whores or whatever. But the point is we're just sitting there in this car. I'm sitting there with these three dudes I don't know or two dudes I don't know. And the one dude goes, Oh man, I hope he wraps this up fine, man. He's like, I don't want to go back to jail, dude. And I'm what? like, <laughs> what? And then I got back. There's this comic named Tree who I don't think does comedy anymore, but he was a really funny comedian out of San Francisco. And he was like, dude, I don't leave the club. He's like, I'm king in the club. I don't, I seldom think of this story, but it's why I don't leave with anybody. He goes, I don't leave the club. I stay here. I'm fucking welcome here. And when the night's over, the night's over. It's obvious. And it's free booze. And then you just walk back to wherever you are, blah, 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 especially when you're on the road. You don't want to be anywhere you don't want to be. So, um, but me and Maddie were doing that. We got to get paid. And what were you doing, Frank? You're like, no, let's go over there or something. Yeah, I was totally in for the idea of these two <laughs> chicks and all of us hanging out. And I didn't get the hint. Like I'm well, literally like 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 Matt's like, dude, we're gonna go grab the checks. Well, over I think here. I think I started making faces. I started going, No, we're making we're grabbing the checks and we're gonna chill at the bar. And I had to say the same thing like two or three times, right? That's why the chicks picked up on it. They they picked up on it and they started saying like you're not going to come over and we're like Look, <laughs> no we're just- going to come over. <laughs> but guess what? I'm not going to lie. At that exact moment, because I know what we're talking about, we're by the merchandise table. At yeah. that exact moment, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. No, I 
I'm not picking up on any of you two signals. That's okay. That's okay, though. No, but the fact that the girls are picking up and I'm trying to sit there like, no, 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 no. They are going to come. And I'm like, Matt's like, Matt, definitely. I don't know about Matt Bellick, not Matt Fultron. I was like, Matt Bellick, my friend will definitely come. But then I realized what was happening as like, as, as you, as you guys moved to the bar. Not only that, drinks are upgraded about 2000% once we walk out that door. At least. (laughs) (laughs) At least. But what happened? They fucking followed us to the bar. At least one of them did. Um, both of them did. And what happened was that the dynamic changed because immediately you, both mats are only talking to each other. <laughs> and then that's when I get the hint because now I'm stuck talking with two people I don't want to talk to. And I'm pulling for straws at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so what do you do for a living again? Like it's, it's yeah, really bad. Yeah. It was really bad. I thought they were cute. But I just like, I ran out of stuff to talk with, them, talk to them about. They weren't like fake a conversation cute. Where was that going? They were just like regular cute. Where was that going? That was my whole, that's yeah. just through my And, then they, and no they were way. also trying to be funny with us, like them tell them us. What happens when you get she off tried- stage that people try to be the comedian to you? What is that about? It's really uncomfortable. So, but, but they did start, to, they, they started buttoning in on me and Maddie's conversation, I think eventually. The one did. The, she- the one in charge. The there was definitely charge. one in charge. <laughs> yes. What um what we're not taking into account is that these two girls were also with two other guys on apparently yeah! like a double. Oh, I forgot about that. The black dude. dude. Oh, that guy was. That's why I shut it down. I forgot all about it them. Wa- that's exactly what it this was. This dude was in my grill, and you ever and so loud in that room. I can't understand. Oh. I can never understand what people are telling to me all the way across that table. Except for those chicks. Did you see all those old ladies hitting on me that night? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that one chick would only whisper would only sweet whisper nothings in your in ear. My ear and she made sure like it touched my cheek, which I was all about because I was like, I did not enjoy that show at all. So I was looking for any validation whatsoever. And the woman was like so like flirting with me. It was so I it's still it's so loud in that room I could still barely hear what she was saying. Whoa. And then some other woman came up to me, some British woman came up to me. And was like on oh, my jock too. Well, she was much less sexual, but well, it was still of, nice. The theme of the night was all these, uh, all these like forty-five to fifty-five-year-old women were just—they <laughs> liked you for your mind, though. They're like you were too smart for these people. They loved you for your mind, not your body. <laughs> I was like, I could tell you that walking in, as I did tell Matt and Franco walking in. What's so funny is that, um, is that the, is that you come up to me like as soon as you get off stage and you walk first you of walk all, into the green room first, first of all of- I walk into the green room and there's a guy from the next show there and I go that was crazy I go I just got fucking smoked <laughs> and he goes what I go I got he goes you got smoked I go the feature killed I got smoked yep and I was like I got fucking killed now I've gone back and listened to the tape I'm fine until the check check drop the check drop everyone starts. What did I call it, Maddie? It was like 4.55 on Friday on Wall Street. The shit just fucking blew apart. And no one could hear anything I was saying. I got this one joke that works even in Miami. The one where anything I scream and shout with, people love in Miami. Yeah, they did. They did not even hear me screaming and shouting. It was a nightmare. It was. I could not be heard. With all these elaborate sound systems, I could not be heard. One of my favorite jokes, too, that you do with the guy and he's yelling and stuff like that. It's one of my favorite jokes that, uh, that you do. And... I looked at like in in my mind when you do that joke and it's like here we go. I'm like, oh no. But once you go, here we go. He's gonna get him back right in the three, two, oh shit, Conrad, Conrad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 and then Matt walks over to me and he goes, dude, 
the last four minutes have been has been like you just he's right. Like, he's been struggling so right hard. Now. Yeah, yeah. But but it was. But also, the f- I'm sorry. No, but it was also because, like you said, the checks dropping. Literally, what's happening is that people have phones in front of them. They're doing math. I it's don't ridiculous. give a fuck about that. They all start talking. Yes, yes. yes. Every so you can see it spread like fucking brush fire. Yep. I was like, oh my god. I, check drops are always a nightmare. But this was like, this was like comedy boot camp. Maddie Ford. It's like, all right, private charge. Let's see what you got there. <laughs> <laughs> you got all these TV credits. Let's see how much of a man you are. And fucking shitty ass, foo foo ass Hollywood, where they just give TV credits away. This is the army, boy. Oh man, dude, Fort Lauderdale has been but, ruthless. So then I went into, um, I go to sell some CDs. I sold some CDs, got the girls to flirt with me. But then this guy. The show was way better than I thought it was because everyone wanted to talk. I thought anyone only would want to talk to that feature act. Everybody wanted to talk to me. They wanted to impress me that this one guy kept telling me jokes that I didn't understand. And I kept having to go. <laughs> and then he's like, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking. And then he started calling me out. He's like, you don't even get what I'm saying. You don't get it. He was like a really self-conscious dude. So he couldn't take my politeness. He would only just manipulate the conversation. And I'm like, I, I noticed I stopped selling CDs. I knew the traffic coming out was being thin. And I was just like, we got to get out of here. And part of that process was Maddie going, because they were with those dudes, which means we're going to hang on with those dudes. And the other guy, as complimentary as he was, he was out of his mind, too. He was a loser. And he, he was, was drunk. He was out of his mind. That's the... That's why we shut it down. I didn't shut it down because they were this like well, halfway well, cute chicks. Well, also, well, no, no, the dudes left the girls. And they they're did. Like, we're going over there. Yeah. And the girls stayed and hung out, which gave me an indication that nothing was serious right. between those two guys. So I'm like, maybe there's hope. Whatever. That's just my. There mind was thing. hope. I but, don't think they were with those dudes. With those dudes, but we would have ended up with those dudes. Yes. And what happened was, and so that, what they wanted was four dudes around, five dudes around. Yes. So then what happened was is that. Towards when it starts to get really uncomfortable, and I'm noticing that you two guys are talking <laughs> only to each other, and I'm stuck talking with them. The two dudes show up again, oh, no! and it was at that moment everything that you just said about <laughs> about your story a year ago is played out in oh, front of God. me. Did like, they start like, fucking with you? Well, that's exactly what happens. The um the the black guy comes walks over, and he's like being uh, he's not. He's not, they they went over and did a couple shots. They and were, now and now now we have their women. Yeah, and now they're obnoxious <laughs> and they're like let's go, let's go. And then the guy starts like telling jokes, like literally starts starts trying to be funny. Yeah. And the way I deal with that is I start complimenting them. Like I'll just go, "Oh, I like that. I like this guy. This I like his energy." So I start saying that to kind of neutralize like his aggression. You're a human being because I felt like it wasn't a compliment, dude. Like it was like I'm gonna try to be funnier than you and shit on you because you have our women. Right. You know what I mean? Like I saw it was like literally an animalistic moment that I realized was happening, and it was at that moment that I was like. Oh, this is why, this is exactly what happened to Matt a year ago. I already knew about that story. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So then I'm literally in my mind, I'm going, it's happening to me right now. Literally, it took a, maybe a minute and 30 seconds for me to become uncomfortable and the guy start yeah. challenging me and going, you're funny. Oh, Sorry, as a compliment. The you're funny. funny. The word funny comes up about you're 25 funny. times you're a minute. funny. Yeah, you're funny. Oh, you were a lot of fun. We really liked you. You got our attention, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes, you're not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when I was like, what like i yeah. was like and and it got he got loud he got obnoxious and i was just like this is getting really weird right and like that's when like you guys kind of looked at each other and i was like 
Oh, you guys have been dropping this hint for like an hour and a half. Ah, You've been dropping this hint, and I'm like, I get it now. Right, right. Yeah, and and it validated everything you said, and it taught me a lesson about that. Right, it's like it don't leave, like you said, don't leave the fantasy area. Yeah, because this is don't leave your domain. No, yeah, and it it made a lot of sense. Like I was like, man, like this makes so much fucking sense. Why he was like, we're not gonna go over there. It's so funny because he's got he's like he's got so much at stake, but you don't even care. You don't care that much about these girls. Correct. They like, brought them there on purpose. What's funny is that Matt, what, what Matt, what we realized, or what Matt told me the other, like a few weeks ago, is that he realized he's like, when people go out on Friday and Saturday night, that's their stage. Yeah. And when he said that to me, I look at people different now when they go out because I'm like, that's so true. Like, I don't, like, we don't need the validation. You don't need the validation. Right. Being the guy throwing their arms up at the bar going, woo came to party you don't need that because you get that validation on you got stage. more validation than you can handle correct you know like at this <laughs> and point, more responsibility than you can handle correct and and like when matt says that like that's how i look at these people now now it's like oh no this is their stage let them act out yeah you know what i mean like let them do what they right. whatever they want yeah we, so, we were out on st patty's day and this guy was like freaking out and that's what i said like this is his hbo special right like, this is it for him he's yeah. filming right now <laughs> Woo! that's just good Woo! writing yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. but anyway it was really interesting to see how that story a year ago and it happened to me immediately. And even as you're retelling it right now, yeah. your own personal story, right. I was like, wow, man, like that's exactly what happened with that guy. And it literally took two, maybe a minute and 30 seconds before it literally got uncomfortable. And it was yeah. like, oh, you're challenging me now at this point. So it was really cool to learn, to have that experience. Another, and- another funny thing that happened, like I went up there and I was, um, I was trying to connect with the crowd. And so what I was doing was, you are, first of all, we hear there's a group called women in charge. And then we hear there's a baseball team in there. Yeah. And so what do we all do? We all go, the women are going to be a pain in the ass because their group is, they're women who give, uh, underprivileged kids educations. So they're, they're, it's a great thing that they do, but they, it usually makes for like uptight and sensitive people. Women now the charge. baseball team we thought was going to be a rowdy bunch of fucking jocks, morons and wooers. We couldn't have been more wrong. Nope. The women were cool as fuck. And I tried to make fun of the baseball team, which was actually a softball team. <laughs> and they were so uncomfortable that no one was comfortable. Now, and I was doing funny shit too. I was like, you guys pitch like this? Doing the supersonic girl softball thing? Yeah. Or I was like, or can only girls pitch like that? You know what I mean? Like, but they took <laughs> and this one dude was going, I'll see you on the field, motherfucker. Yeah. I'll see you on the field. No and I couldn't believe it because no that's usually stuff that breaks tension, breaks. That's usually a skill that when Things aren't working so well, or you want to change the energy. It usually works very well, but the entire audience was kind of uptight about it. And I was like, "All right, well, I guess that's not happening." Now on the way out, this old dude comes up to me, not the dude cursing at me and staring me down, who did come up to me, by the way. The younger guy came up to me and be like, "Thanks for doing the show, man." Like he wanted to fucking murder Wait, me. Wait, didn't the one guy who's like the softball team appreciates this? That's what I'm that. telling you. This old guy comes up and he's like, "Thank you so much. I'm in charge of the softball team." And I go, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, because none of those jokes landed. Not some, one single joke landed." And uh, he goes, "I really appreciate it." He goes, "We come here all the time as a group, and you're the first person to ever bring us up. Thank you very much." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. Usually, this is how I'm going to do it from now on. Well, since I sell merchandise, I hang out after the show all the time now. But if you do a good show, and this you're going to remember this, and I hate to uh, provide you guys with knowledge because then it always comes true. <laughs> <laughs> Charge Adamas. Charge Adamas. Charge Adamas. 
But when you have a killer set, as you did, Franco, as you did, Matt, you guys both had killer sets on Thursday night. Uh, you crushed. You were very happy with your set, were you not? Um, yes, I was. I was. So guess what happens? Somebody comes up to you and tells you you're not that funny, right? So what happens can happen a lot of time. If you're not happy with the set, people can come up and be like, yo, that was the shit. And I did know that I was making fans that night. There were people that were losing their shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But um, what was I going to say? A lot of people, they'll come. What, what sucks with the other side of that coin is when people come up and be like, hey, man. But this is more when you kill. People come up to you and go, hey, man, I thought you were funny. Yeah. <laughs> As in, like, no one else thought you were funny. People will try to take that fucking shit away from you. Touch dude. you on the shoulder. Hey, buddy. Yeah. And it's usually when you're going out as a victory lap where like like god of the universe just checks your fucking ass well i think you we talked about it at the bar yeah the improv that night how you said they're like well you said like this is the only thing we have you know yeah. what i mean and like and it could easily be taken it away taken away by someone literally saying to you right you're not funny mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that takes literally who you are as a person, your passion, your drive, your everything, that's gone immediately as soon as someone thinks. And you said that, and I was like, damn, that's so true. Like, this is all we have. You know what I you mean? Can, like, you I can think- get past it, though. And I, I, I hang with guys like uh, Daniel Tosh or Kevin Shea. Someone says something to them, they're like, <laughs> and then they just fucking rip them. Like, you, you don't have to take it. You don't want to get in a fight either. But you can, like, I, in, in my old age, like, if someone says something shitty to me, I just go, I just, I really just laugh at like how obnoxious or upfront they are. I'll just be like, <laughs> all right, dude, thanks for coming out. Like, it's that simple. But what are they now? What are well, they now? it doesn't matter because you have to accept that they don't like you. Right. And that is going to happen. Uh, I heard Doug Stanhope say, even the most famous comedian in the world has people that hate them. Mm-hmm. Or even the most middle ground people. Like, no one, as a comic, you're never going to get a 100% approval rating. You can't. It's, like, worse than the presidency. Yeah. <laughs> you're always going to be clocking in at, like, 20%. The thing is, you can make a living off 20%. Yeah. 20% of the people on Earth like you? Oh, you oh, You're gold. Get it. You're gold. Get it. That's billions. Um, Let's see here. You guys want to add anything else? I think we got to go to the phones. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny when that... And that guy went up to Al and was like, Southern Maryland. Because, by the way, that was hilarious all week. You're like, I'm from Southern Maryland. Yeah, well, that's another thing that happens is they don't even keep track of who we are individually. It was crazy. So, like, I'll talk about how I was from Southern Maryland. And some guy came up to Al and was like, man, you're from Southern Maryland. I'm from Dundalk. And Al was like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't from Southern Maryland, stupid. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, so I I apologize, Franco, but we're gonna make some phone calls now, which you're not gonna be able to hear. Unless, do you have any split headphones? Um, like earbuds? I have earbuds in my pocket. Okay, let's do that. Can you guys hear? You guys are doing great, by the way. Hello, Shay. What's up, man? Nothing, man. I'm sitting at a hotel room. In Florida with a couple lo- local comics, and I just wanted to tell them about um, my first homophobic experience. 
Oh, how gay, uh, this how gay you were? Yeah. How gay you were about how, being a homophobe? How scared I was of my own feelings. I know, it's fucking <laughs> weird. It's like, we just, it's like, we're testing the mattress. I didn't see Lay, like, lay on my dick. So, open your mouth. <laughs> So, so Shay's house sitting for me while I'm gone, and uh, he's setting up his own bed in there, and uh, he lays down on it to check out like if the frame's right. And uh, well, he, he got the situation with the couch first. Well, yeah, we're putting it on a couch, where it's like a sofa bed, which is a fucking, which is the makeshift frame. And so yeah. Shay's never slept on it before. Uh, he don't know if it's gonna be good or not. He don't know if it's gonna fall over, tip over, whatever. This is not standard issue shit. And he lies down on it. And then he goes, uh, will you lie down next to me? <laughs> like, check, cause Shay's, you know, Shay's gonna have a girl over. <laughs> of course. So he wants well, to see if it'll tip over or whatever. Well, and, here's the best part. It's like an old leather couch from like 1990. Yeah. Like, this couch belongs in the college frat house, right? Yeah, I know. So the fucking, so the frame is a full size frame. And my bed is a queen size. Right. So on both ends, there's like, it's good, like maybe half a foot. Hanging off the edge, so I don't want to roll over and just fucking be on the fucking ground, or yeah. some girl's over and she's on the fucking ground. Like, what the fuck's going on? No, no. Now we got so a lawsuit. So, so your yes. so your question was valid, or your you yes. know your idea was valid. So yes. I lay down on the mattress for about three seconds, and I go, <laughs> "All right, that's good." <laughs> It got uncomfortable now, real quick. Now I'm some I'm a guy that'll do gay shit. I'll walk up at the comedy store all the time. I'll grab dudes' uh, asses. I'll fucking say gay shit. Gay shit doesn't make me uncomfortable. Lying there in the in the in my bedroom with you, with no one else there, to fucking laugh it off with, fucking shot me up like uh, like a gun went off and I was in the Olympics. That's what it was. Well, here's the best part: is I asked you, I was like, lay down so I can see if it's even. You go, no. I'm like, just lay the fuck down. <laughs> And you're like, I don't know. And you did it. And it was such awkward silence. <laughs> you got uncomfortable. You're all right. I'm fucking out of here. I'm like, well, hold on, hold on, listen, hold on. You just got up, like, okay, you just got up and nothing was said. Like, you just got up from the bed. Me and Shay are very upfront about our feelings. I go, all right, I couldn't do that for too long, or something like that. And then he immediately started bagging on me. But Shay, man, you're the fucking smooth talker. Why don't you talk me through it? You know what well, I mean? Why I weren't know, you like? All I right, you're gonna be awkward. Why don't like, you change the subject and be like, "How you know Dodgers are doing well this year?" <laughs> well, I couldn't. I couldn't. You got up. You got up so like I'll give you an example. Like you got up so abruptly and you mentioned something so quickly. Hey, I was like, "Oh, this you is know really why? weird." It's like you know why? why? I wanted to see if the mattress would tip over. If there was any sudden movement, <laughs> you ain't gonna be lying there still with these women. Did you did Did you get up, Matt, and say something like real manly after? No, like, no, 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 no. I totally, I totally admitted. That I thought I was past this point in my life. <laughs> I thought I wasn't homophobic. I'm not homophobic. I'm not scared of gays. I'm scared that somewhere deep down, I might be gay with Kevin. You're gay because with I Kevin. just jumped up out of there. Well, here's the best part is I just laid there. I didn't get up. No, you were totally cool. And you're the one that's always like, throwing. What are you doing? You're the one that's always calling people faggots. <laughs> yeah. And just saying, but I don't mean that in a homophobic way. I know oh, you don't. I, I know yeah, you yeah. don't. But what's funny is it feels like a situation like you're like with a girl and you overstep your bounds too quickly and they react in such a negative manner. You don't you just back off for a second, right? right. Or like when you reach down and pet a dog. So I'm marrying you like a crazy bitch or a crazy dog. When you pet down to a dog and it flinches too quickly, you're like, oh fuck, I'm right. not fucking with you. <laughs> you're like it didn't bite you. So I mean, for, 
Yeah, for a second I was like, oh, he might be a flinchy dog. So I was like, I'm not going to fuck with this. Flinchy dog. Oh, well. I thought I was an evolved human, Matt. <laughs> Scale of 1 to 10, how hot is Shay? Shay's a good-looking man. Anyway, but I'm not attracted to him. Okay, so then why couldn't you But I can admit he's good-looking. See how easy this? I am to yeah. admit that he's good-looking? <laughs> you remember talking about this in the car, right? And yeah. you were like, and, and like, it was cracking me up because you were like, I said I was older than that, and apparently I'm not. And I'm just thinking like, so I was like, wait, am I gay? Like, do I come off gay? No. Like, I didn't no, know what I, no, I was like, No, the experiment is I'm gayer than you. It's like gay chicken. <laughs> Whoever gay can chicken. go the furthest with the gay stuff isn't gay. Is that, really is that what it's gay, gay chicken. Because <laughs> you're committing to the game. And right, you like the right. Because you're comfortable. Intimate. You're comfortable with who you are, so yeah. you're not worried about it. That sounds like something a gay guy would use to sleep No, it's perfect guy. gay <laughs> fucking getting your pants logic. Oh, my God. Fortunately for gay guys, they don't have to do anything First like that. First guy to stop it is gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. I just wanted to uh, reveal even more okay. about myself to more my audience. Stuff. What is it? What is it? Is you, I know you're gay because you listen to Coldplay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's the forty year old version. Line, by the way. I know you're gay because. Oh, you by the way, yeah. When you get back, uh, the mattress is ready for you, and I'll be here. I'll be here waiting, <laughs> like a Santa style. Like, okay, we'll have an update on that, <laughs> folks. Because I just I just bought right. myself into a game of gay chicken. So I'll see All you right, on uh, I'll see you on Monday. All right. Later. Very interesting. Very interesting. How, it was it was a full size bed though, or a queen? It was huge, but I'm just like lying there right next to him. And I'm How like, close? Yeah, I'm like, this isn't like like a foot away. And I was just like, it was just like dead quiet. Pretty close. If you guys were there, I'd be fine with it. But there's just something creepy about it. Because <laughs> I think there's no one to validate that nothing gay happened. Just the well, two of you. That's the thing. I wouldn't care if someone said I was gay. Right. I just didn't want to be gay. <laughs> so you're just scared that deep down inside. No, 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 no. Like, no, 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 you no, might no. like that. No, 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 no. No. That's that's for jokes. I'm saying I would say I'm. This is what I'm saying. Now, don't interrupt me. I'm saying men would be much more comfortable, and I'm not talking about oral sex. I'm saying men would be much more comfortable with mm, borderline gay behavior if there weren't society's rules, like laying in a bed next to your buddy. And you might, you, yeah. I think that's very true. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah cause, yeah. cause I think so a lot of it is less, like judgment. Cause it's you. It's less about, it's less about the actual act and more about like, well, I don't want to fucking be gay now. I don't want to be a gay person now, which a lot of people don't want to be because it's not accepted by society. Only for men. Cause for women, it's like they could go back. You'd be and surprised forth. how unacceptable it is in like Alabama or something. Oh, yeah. Well, then. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's actually very true. Say what you want about Hollywood, Florida, though. I saw two dudes just like holding hands walking down the street today and they weren't even stereotypical gay guys. It's cool down <laughs> here, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody no, I know, I know. Yeah. It's actually very normal. Like, that, like that's how I grew up. Like, right. I just grew up seeing that. So, like, to me, it's not at, like I grew up in Fort Lauderdale and like Wilton Manage is a big famous yeah. gay area. And it's like, I grew up seeing that. So, like, to me, like going to the beach and like seeing two dudes holding hands, like, that's not fuck, that, that, that's not weird. It's just like, that's just, who they are, you know yeah. what I mean? There's no homophobia there. Southern Maryland, the shit, I didn't even think I knew any gay people. You get older, you find out so-and-so's gay, but it's like, it was almost like people called each other queers, fags, and stuff like that. It was almost like a joke. It was almost like, this is something that doesn't actually exist. Is it pretty L- prim and proper in Southern Maryland? You uh, guys like- when I grew up, you gotta admit, I'm a, uh, or you gotta know, I'm a lot older than you, so it's very, it's Southern. Right. Even though it's uh, Maryland. Maryland, northern in the war, southern by fucking, yeah, by, by way of life. 
Hmm. All right, let's end this podcast soon because it's getting hot as shit in here. And this, <laughs> I did not want to have this Craig extensive Coleman. conversation. Please leave right. a message. There's Craig. No, Craig. Let's get to Wendell. Let's get the fuck out of here. That was great. We covered a real Wendell. issue for the first time. Did we? <laughs> On my podcast. <laughs> in the most mature way. Franco lost his mind for a second. Does it like, amaze, hold on a second. Does it amaze you though that like different parts of the country, like you've traveled to a bunch of places and it, how it can be so different? Like I'm talking about just in general, like just very, like, like you're like, I didn't even know people lived like this. Like I went to Vermont yeah. and I was like, dude, th- there's Americans that are like, like I'm talking about like, like I never, like I'm Hispanic. So like to me to see a really like poor, like basically these people have there's nothing over there dude like yeah. between their homes it's almost it's 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 amazing so i'm saying do you think it does this still shock you that you've been around and stuff like that that you see like people live like this yeah and you don't have to you don't have to go out of state to see it you just you know you get older you go through some tough times yourself you can like see it more you're like oh shit they're poor as fuck and they might not even get out of it it's all over the place and the past i don't know ever since the recession it seems like everyone like a lot of people have been hurting and, 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 you know, it's amazing how diverse this country is in so many different ways. That's like, what I mean. It, like, like, you go so many different places and it doesn't seem like the same country at all. That's correct. Like, you go to <laughs> other parts. Like, my friends moved out from, Cal- like, from here to California and they literally said, like, dude, it's a whole other world over there. Sure. Like, culture, people, like, everything the fact that he's from dominican republic he's a foreigner over there like he says he's like dude like i say i'm from dominican republic and they're like what the hell yo craig dude what's up hey dude did i just miss your call Uh, yep what's going on (laughs) how's uh what's uh, what's happening in your life man we're here with uh matt bellick and franco harris by the way two guys out of florida hello what's up excellent hello sir Not so, much. Just something working cr- at the uh, working at the Herald, bro. Something crazy happened to you? Did you say? Oh, earlier this week. Well, I had uh, you know we had a few months ago. I had or last year. Stand to God, it's a new TV show with uh, Ron Perlman. Right. And He's so the he big, big, big guy from Sons of Anarchy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He is big in person. It's pretty fucking massive. Yeah, his head's the size of a microwave. Yeah, it's true. true. (laughs) So he had mad dogged me, and I was just like, "Whoa!" For no reason. What? When he mad dogged you, what do you mean? What do you? What do you do? Like as he's coming down the hallway, he's chatting with the people, the people, all the people he knows, (laughs) and I'm the one guy there that you know I'm just with the building, so I'm the one guy he he's not familiar with. Right. And for some reason, he just looked over and gave me that. the fuck are you? Right. Look. And I kind of did the thing you do in the wild when a wild animal stares at you and you just kind of look down at the ground because you don't want to make eye contact for too long. Because <laughs> that's a sure sign you're about to get attacked. Right. You know? Right. And so then uh, he was at the hospital again. And so they're, they finished his scene. It's like three in the morning. He's walking down the hall with QPAs, and he gets to this picture on the wall, and it's a uh, this old dude with a big beard, and he goes, "That there, that's uh, that's my old aunt there. She had a bit of a beard problem." <laughs> and then he laughed, and I laughed, and he looked at me, and we shared the smile, laugh like us. Uh, <laughs> right? And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, 
redemption. <laughs> that's good. So we're friends again. That's good. Oh, that's awesome. The funny part is he didn't even know he gave you a dirty look. It was probably like five in the morning or something. Absolutely. There's no yeah. way he even knew who the hell I was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the big, time. Who, the big fat guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy. The toady looking dude. You know what I mean? The fat guy. What's his name? Oh, you know what? I never watched Sons of Anarchy. Well, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? I don't watch it. All right, well, fuck this story then. <laughs> do you watch this? There's, yeah, I've there's never no reference seen point. Sons of Anarchy, but I do know Ron Perlman, but I all right. don't know. Sons all right, well, that's just going to have to do it this right. week. Yeah. <laughs> the fat guy from Sons of Anarchy was at Trader Joe's trying to help people out. See, it's no story if you don't know who he is. Um, well, cool, buddy. You got anything else to do? We, uh, we've been talking our asses off here today. We, we, I got to turn the air conditioner back on soon. Anything else to tell us? Oh, the right, fans? right. Yeah, no, no, I don't think I really have anything exciting, dude. I just work, and then I'm uh, married with a kid, so yeah. And then you just oh, fucking sleep. fucking boring. Oh, alarm just went off. All right, All right. buddy, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, dude. Good talking to you, man. I'll see you soon. All right, take care, my Later. friend. All right, we got we got to call Wendell. Let's do it. You guys are better than most of my guests because you actually listen to the show. So you actually know who these motherfuckers are. Got hot in here quick with three dudes. I know. Just talking shit. Talking about homophobia. <laughs> yeah, got real as, sweaty as soon as the gay here. started, people started getting uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you felt it in the room. Did it, See? Get, did it get hotter and gayer in here? It did. <laughs> it did. I'm about to take my shirt off. Talk to me. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, dude, just going blind on receipts and paperwork, dude. Oh, when is doing his taxes, you guys? That's uh, yep. that's interesting. Three hey, hours uh, going now. Hey, did you did you hear that podcast I put out last night? Did I have a podcast to put out last night? Did you hear <laughs> <laughs> the podcast I put out last night? Oh, no, I haven't had time to listen to it. I've been fucking doing taxes all day. Why? What happened? It starts out with you doing the biggest fucking burp of all fucking time. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, You're a disgusting animal. Nice, dude. The podcast gets ruined Thank in the you. first three seconds. <laughs> I'm very proud to hear this. Start I'm saying, to. Then you start like saying like that's what the fans want. <laughs> then some guy burping. <laughs> It's coming back. Dude, this is very, this is very exciting, man. I'm pulling up iTunes right now to download the new episode. Yeah. So oh, you star in this one. That's a runaway train. Every day we get closer to idiocracy. Yeah. It's like, that's what the fans want. They want burps and microphones. <laughs> and the, the weird part is, I'm like the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I try my best to be smart and intelligent, and then I just put some guy on the burps, and everybody goes, yeah, we like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're a filthy fucking animal. Nice. You don't even remember it. You don't even remember it. You fucking. I remember pig. Belgium. I didn't know you put it as uh, the front runner, so I'm, I'm very excited pig. there. So, uh, what movie did you see? Well, uh, uh, yeah, I hope this doesn't disappoint anyone, but uh, I didn't have time to go see a brand new movie that's in the theaters right now because I was working so much. I, after we did that last show, I ended up working like pretty much just, the rest of the week. Now on, just from now on, just say what you saw. <laughs> Don't Stop tell me that. what you didn't see. Well, thankfully, because of that apology I did to uh, Kevin Hart last week, yeah. uh, he sent me uh, a personal copy of The Wedding Ringer. 
And uh, I watched that. And, uh, you know, he was happy about my apology, sent me a copy. I watched it. He, you know, he was very funny in it. Uh, and uh, so was Josh Gad, and uh, I was very entertained. I don't feel like I can trust this review. I feel like you're uh, biased, and you now are you're, you're pro Kevin Hart now. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, he he was heartfelt by the apology I gave last week. You know, I, I feel you know I feel redeemed, and uh, <laughs> I, I was a little bit biased because of you know because of that. But I watched it, and you know, it's not just him. It, you know, Josh Gaddon, he's really good. Uh, I was, you know, I, I was entertained. I thought it was funny. If I asked you to uh, lie you down, hey, if I asked you to lie down next to me on a mattress, would you do it? Like if we were just hanging around the house and I go, hey, I want to test out this marriage, ma- uh, marriage. I want to test out this mattress. <laughs> we, and, uh, lie down uh, next to me. Would you do it? I mean, as long as you have clothes on, sure. Okay. Why not? How long would you lay there? I guess it depends on how comfortable the mattress is, you know. If it's really fucking comfortable, maybe I'll take a little nap or something. There's a heterosexual guy right there. There's a straight ass dude. All right. So if I, I mean, I'm, all right, I'm not like, crazy. Right. I, I like chicks with piss, dude. So you know, it's not you know, it's not like I'm gonna be like attracted to you or something. I'm fucking relaxing on the mattress. That's the right answer. Here's <laughs> your homework. After you're done with your taxes, next week I want you to review my own private Idaho, a classic review. You know, I think I actually saw that years ago. Well, watch I, I, it again. I don't remember. I'd have to watch it again. That's with Tina Reeves. I remember that movie. Everyone remember Phoenix in that, too? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that movie. Watch this episode. I was working on Blockbuster when that came out. Watch this episode and come back to me with an open mind. <laughs> so, I mean, um, all right. I mean, so, yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give, I'll give, uh, I think I'll give four, Ice cream trucks to the wedding ringer because okay. it was actually kind of entertaining. I thought it was just going to be a rip off of the wedding singer or one of those other wedding movies that that all the other different comedians have done. But uh, it was an entertaining, it was an interesting take and a different strategy from something I've never I've never seen someone do that before. So that's an I've never seen strategy. someone do what before. Well, I mean, he plays. He's funny as a dude that that he he'll get together your groom's wedding party for you. And go to your wedding so it doesn't look like you're a fucking loser with no friends. I, I, that might actually come in handy for a lot of different people. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if if I was getting married, am I going to have seven, eight people to fucking to have grooms, groomsmen? I don't know. Yeah, I would have. You'll I, have. I would have four. You'll have. Listen, you have me, Randy, Craig, and if you're lucky, Kevin Hart. That would be yeah. a shit. Yeah, I mean, no one would pay attention to the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> this funny ass Kevin Hart on stage. <laughs> Then it'll be great. You'll give all the toast just like you did in the movie. Everyone will be impressed, and uh, we can just sit back and drink champagne. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I feel like it's the same concept for Get Hard. Like the dude. Get Hard. Like they teach you how to go to prison. <laughs> well, it's like what that's got to be a business. It's like that's already, that's got to already be that out there. That should be something. Yeah. It might be. I was going to see that. I, I really was going to go see that on Saturday, and I didn't. I, I wasn't able to. The, the production ran over, and we didn't. It ended well, up being like a 12 hour day. Hopefully you're good to see you sometime soon. Play poker. Did you win a poker? Had, yeah, Riser's poker game was this Saturday night. So. How much you win? Had to go over there. I got fucking raped. I, I, <laughs> I swear to God, I don't, I didn't win one hand. Every fucking hand I played, I got just bad beat or Rob Blind. Didn't win a fucking dime. One I hand, not one hand. I never go to this poker game. 
That sounds horrific. It's two two four games in a row now where I've gotten fucking destroyed, dude. I, I need to I need another game. I, I'm down like fucking probably two hundred bucks or something at this point. I don't even know. All right. Well, we're gonna get running. Um, why don't you plug your website and we'll get the fuck out of here? Well, obviously everyone wants to go to Five Ice Cream Trucks dot spreadshirt dot com and check out my awesome shirts, hats, and mugs, and uh, pick one up uh, for their significant other Who? for the nearest birthday or holiday. Right. So everyone, go check that out. You can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Eric Allen Wendell and. Uh, Say hi to all the hotties on South Beach for me while you're in Florida. All right. Sorry you had such a hard time with the poker game. That sounds awful. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was drinking a lot of beer, so that kind of helped out. But it was still, it's still <laughs> a bummer. I mean, even though you're hanging out with friends and drinking, it's, it's a bummer to lose every single hand you play and not win one single hand. That's kind of a damper. But, okay. You know, right, there's a bunch of cool people over there. We have fun. So they sound. They don't sound that cool. Yeah. Uh, if you would have dropped by, you would have been the party restarter. Uh, or, I, I don't know, is that, is that a, is that a, uh, is that a trademark phrase for Darren Carter? Am I not, am I allowed to call you the, the party restarter? Or is that, I don't know if that, yeah, that man. Counts so, not. yeah, we gotta, we gotta get running. But that's, uh, <laughs> right, that's man. Darren Carter's, that's Darren Carter's name. <laughs> you, this is a man that does not want to get back to his taxes. Right here. He's just trying to keep the conversation going. It's a 1040 EZ. Taxes. All right, so I blindfold you, right? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> I think you got to make it a trick question. You gotta... Guys, um, thanks for being on the podcast. You guys were hilarious. Thank you, and Thanks man. for taking such good care of me every time I'm in Thank town. You. Uh, do you guys want to plug any websites or Twitter, Twitter handles or anything? Um, it's Franco Harris at Twitter. On Twitter. Franco with the C? Um, Franco with the C, yeah. It's Franco Harris, yeah. And is it It's Franco Harris? Yeah, It's. Yeah. So we're looking at I-T-S-F-R-A-N-C-O-H-A-R-R-I-S. There you go. Mine's simple. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. My name is Matt Bellick. It's just at Matt Bellick, M-A-T-T, B as in boy, E-L-L-A-K. All right. Thanks for coming to the Full Charge Power Hour. Thanks for we'll having us. We'll see you later. Us. Thanks for Good having night. us.